I, I was just always that little girl that just kept watching it on TV and just wishing that she was there because she knew that she could beat um, those girls and I was finally there, so. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast presented by Spartan Combat. This is Ryan Warner, your host, coming to you from a beautiful Monday morning here in Chicago, IL. Our guest today is the great Kennedy Blades. She's 17 years old, a junior in high school. And she took second at the Olympic trials just two weeks ago, putting on an incredible performance. For those of you who don't know Kennedy, she's from Chicago, wrestles for Wyoming Seminary. She's a three-time Fargo champ, a 2019 Cadet World Team member. She was the first girl ever to win an Illinois Kids Wrestling Federation middle school state title. She is the future of women's wrestling, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. Fan of the week goes to the Hollywood Hooligans out in Hollywood, Florida. Special shout out to my man, Emmanuel Celestine, a.k.a. Mono. I guess he's super, super deep into the sport and wish you guys nothing but the best out there in Florida. And that's it, folks. Let's get to the interview with the great Kennedy Blades. Hey, guys, this episode as well as every episode, is brought to you by Spartan Combat. They're hosting a national tournament in Jacksonville, Florida, May 20th through the 23rd. All styles will be competing. Check it out now at SpartanCombat.com. I am very excited for this conversation. Everyone who listens to this show knows I'm a diehard Illinois fan. Now, I know you wrestle for Wyoming, Sam, but you're born and raised in, in the IKWF circles, as they say. The yep. crazy thing to me is that in 2016, Tamara Menchestock won the Olympic trials and you wrestled her uh, last weekend. In 2016, for you, though, you became the first IKWF uh, women's champ ever. And so mm -hmm. talk about your early days in the IKWF circle and how you got involved with Martinez Fox Valley. Um, well, I've been with Coach Jose um, with the Martinez family for a very long time, I think, since I was like nine. And um, I also had great partners and everyone was always going hard and um, super dedicated to the sport. So I think like that, just that of being in that environment was like exactly what I needed and is what got me here. And um, I, I only wrestled boys and 
we we grew up in just guys teams so it was always me and my sister i'm glad i had her along uh, the side too because um sometimes like i don't know i just didn't want to be the only girl but um yeah so it was uh it was a great experience um one of the things that we did was um whenever there was a tournament my dad would bump me up to the older division and um like there was no excuses like just because i'm a girl or anything we never made excuses for um wrestling so i think that's what also got me super far and yeah just those ikwf years like that was that was really fun and i do miss them all the like state duels and um just the state series like regional sectionals and state and all the elite tournaments, like the Celtic Elite and the Midwest Classic and the Jolso, like um, I miss all of those. But yeah, it was it was really fun. I think those are great tournaments. And so, wait, so your dad would bump you up and still wrestle in the boys division, or only when you're in the girls division? Yeah, I only in the boys division. I never went girls division. So like when I was a novice, um, my dad bumped me up to seniors, or when I was an intermediate, then I would go to novice. So. Yeah, that's crazy. So were you working with Jose and Nathan a lot at the early stages? Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, Coach Jose and Coach Nate, like, were together and, like, they would switch off for practices. So, um, like, Coach Nate would do more, like, the funky stuff. And then Coach Jose would be, like, uh, like the old school, like, just super technical. So it was really nice to have both of those. So, yeah. Do they still have that facility at Sheridan where they have the old school that they converted? Um, I think I'm not sure. I think they do still have Sheridan, which is really cool. I know coaches they retired. Um, and Coach Nate I think has NWO now, which is his own club. Um, I think they do practice at Sheridan though, but I miss Sheridan too. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, I only went up there once. I was on like a schoolboy team, and I'll never forget like the drills that Jose had us run through. It was like the same drills every day, but it was so so much repetition and it was just amazing how he broke it down into all these eight little steps. And then if you did those perfectly, next thing you know, you're doing all these moves. So was he using yeah. that same kind of approach when you were going through it? Yeah, it was always the same thing. Every time when we would walk in, we would do the line drills and then we would always do um, drills like uh, finishes from high crotches, doubles, but it was always the same thing every day. And then we would um wrestle for half an hour like live and then when it got closer to the state series we would drill for a half an hour and like we all had to like everything quick like no one could really mess it up because there was no time and then we would wrestle live for an hour so it was a lot of repetition but i think be like i still do them today as some because you know it works like some people will think like oh it's a little kid's move but um no it still works today and so after you won the states uh in 2016 as a novice did you wrestle again in as a senior as an eighth grader or did you go on to bigger and better things at that point um no i wrestled so i was in sixth grade uh, in 2016 when i won state and then the next year i was a senior and i was in seventh grade and i took it's like fifth so yeah so i'm like yeah i messed up that year but then the next year eighth grade year i made it to the finals again and um, sorry, I made it to the finals again in senior division, but I uh, fell short um, against Alex Hagler. It was it was really sad because um, I think it went fifth, then first, then fifth, and hopefully it would have been first again, but I took second. But yeah, pretty amazing though. Uh, even still, and so 
now you're at, going to high school at Wyoming Seminary. Talk about that program and how it's kind of like an elite club for girls all around the country. How does that work? Well, I think Wyoming Seminary is great because you, when you get there, you really have to stay accountable of yourself because there's no parents. There's no one that is really on you all the time. So you may mess up like in the beginning, um, like my freshman year, I would uh, like stay up late and do my homework. And I just, I did learn a lot my freshman year as far as how to be, manage my time. That's like one of the biggest things I think at some is time management because we're so busy. Like we have school, then we have, um, we have like check-ins if you're a boarder and we have practice and you have a lot of homework. So I think some just really helps you to be better like as a person at such a young age um, mm -hmm. and it really preps you for college because I know like freshman year in college is pretty rough too but luckily I'll be going into college knowing like <clears throat> all like what to do right and everything but um I also think with the wrestling some exposes you to a lot of a lot of things as far as like how to we travel a lot like to, out of uh, to different countries because there aren't many um, women's high school programs in the U.S. So we get to go like all over the world. Like I've been to Russia, Estonia, Sweden, Japan, um, Austria. Like I've been to a lot. Wow. Of yeah. So, so does your high school team go with you? Yeah. It's all funded by some in USA wrestling. Wow. So, um, yeah and it's so we wrestle a tournament and then we do a camp um sometimes it's a week long or a few days or even like two weeks um and the t the teachers i think at some are super like they'll they'll help you get your work done and they're very supportive of everything so i think we got a lot of support from some too and we're like able to like grow as a as a wrestler and stuff my biggest question for people who go to boarding schools, because I always thought it'd be sick to go to Blair Academy, even though I had no idea what that meant as a young kid. I always like, man, how do you do you not? How hard is it missing your family going away at a, such a young age? I mean, was it tough the first time you moved out there? Um, I think it was a little tough. I, I think the, the thing that helped me a lot was having my sister by my side. I, I didn't just go in um, alone. So we would talk to each other about like you know how much we missed our friends and family but then it's we were so busy that we didn't have time to miss family if that made sense like um for sure it, it, was, it, it wasn't too hard for me I don't think um because at home like I didn't I don't even see like we don't my family we don't hang out too much because you know we have school then they have work and practices and stuff so um, we've always been busy, but I think because we have so much to do at some that we don't have time to like, I, it kind of sounds weird, but like time to like miss family, but it's also nice, um, when we have breaks and we get to go home for like two weeks and we see our family and then it's like, like, all right, it's time to go back to some, I guess. <laughs> So, yeah. I was reading that coach Vandeveer and you, um, she really helped you, as you said, with, with the weight management and the time control, but just explain like, what's a typical day in the life for someone who's in that program? What time do you get up and how's it all work? Yeah. So on a weekday, I get up for 6am, um, coach sometimes opens the gym and then we just get to roll around for an hour before school starts. And then 
so after 6 a.m., then I just go to school from there. And school, we have we don't have the same classes every day. Um, we have a schedule and it rotates around. So it's pretty convenient because of the amount of homework we get. So we can do it like different times. But um, I go to school and I go to my first three classes. And then if I have a free bell, which is like a like a study hall, um, I go back to my dorm and I sometimes do homework where I sleep because I'm <laughs> tired. And then I go to class and then I go to lunch and lunch is about an hour long. And I just go back to my dorm and I eat my lunch up there. It's pretty convenient because I get to like, if I want to sleep again. Um, and then I go to class and after school, I sometimes conference and that's when you just talk to your teachers and ask for help and stuff. And um, like, co- like our coach wants to conference all the time, even if it's not, even if we don't need help with anything, just to, I don't know, like be there, I guess. But mm-hmm. after conference, um, I go back to my dorm and I change and I get ready for practice. And usually practice is at 3.45 and school ends at 2.50. So we have like that little time. And then I I practice, we practice about from 3.45 to 5.30. And then dinner starts at, I think, 5.30. So we have to shower first before we go down to dinner because like it's pretty gross. <laughs> so then we <laughs> eat dinner and we have to, even if we don't want to eat the dinner, we still have to check in because we're boarders. And um, the teachers just want to make sure that we're in the dorms. And so I eat dinner and then I go back and I just hang out with some friends sometimes. Um, Like it's just kind of relaxing at that point. And dinner ends at like 6.45 and then all the boarders have mandatory study hall and we just have to be back in our dorm room from eight to 9.45. And that's a day. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. But um, that's when I do like a lot of my homework around that time. And it's kind of nice because it just like, I'm not tempted to go hang out with friends or like go to the store or something. So, um, so yeah, we have that. And after study hall, we have from 9.45 to 10.30 to like go out again, like off campus. And then from 10.30, we have to be back in our dorm, but we don't have to be in our room. So, um, and the, the girls and guys dorm is separate, so we can't go in either dorm, but, um, yeah. And then usually I just stay in my room because people come to my room, but, um, this year, like it's restricted because of COVID, but then, um, and then check-ins are at 11 o'clock. Like we don't have to go and check, check in, but the dorm parents, um, like check in to make sure that everyone's like in their room and yeah. And then we go to bed. So I try to go to bed early, but I kind of go to bed at like 11, 11, 15. So it's not that bad because it's like seven hours of sleep. So, right. Yeah. And so that's the, I mean, so you're basically living the adult, living the adult life as a, you know, a high school junior and you've been doing it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we talk about the wrestling, I mean, you've been rolling through people your age for years now. Um, when you go overseas, do you get to wrestle with like the senior, the senior Russian women or the senior Japanese women? Do they allow you into those practices? Um, I think, uh, so when we, when we have practices, like during our camp, it's usually all like the teams that competed at the tournament and it's our, like our age group. Um, 
I don't think that we've never really uh, like trained with their senior athletes, but sometimes. So when we make the world team or national team, then we go to Sweden for cadets and juniors. And I've gone to Sweden ever since I was a freshman. And at that tournament, it's cadets and then juniors and seniors are combined. And then after the tournament, we have a camp. And I always ask the USA coaches if I could go to the senior senior practices. So I, I train with them, for, usually just in Sweden. But it's really cool because I was able to see where I'm at. And I was pretty up there while I was a freshman. So, so I was going to I was going to ask you, it's like, do you ever get bored with the competition when you're not allowed to wrestle senior? I mean, just because of just I mean, your skill level is incredible. I mean, compared to people your age. So is it a relief to finally get on that senior level? And are you going to be full time on this circuit or will you still make a run at the junior worlds? Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's finally a relief because I always saw these, um, these girls like winning a ton of stuff and I was like, oh, I could beat them, but I'm too young. Um, one of the biggest statements I wanted to make at the trials, if I won was like age, age doesn't matter. Like if you're at that level, then, you know, come, you can compete at whatever like level you want, no matter the age. Um, and I was able, and I really wanted to be the youngest Olympian, but that didn't work out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, ever since I was a little girl, we would go to like these camps and coach Terry Steiner would invite me um, to these senior camps like when I was in seventh grade and I was doing very, very well at them um, when we would go live with the seniors and in seventh uh, would, grade. Yeah. Stop it. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would they um, say? Like as a seventh grader going with the seniors, what would they say? They just keep at um, it or. Yeah, well, they they were always impressed with my performance. The coaches were so I I was still like I got invited to more, but um, sometimes it's hard to be young at and then like in those practices because uh it's like they don't want to go with you because I don't know they probably don't want to get beat by someone young, or like they think I would slack off. So it would be kind of tough in practice to get a partner, but um you know coach would just put me with whoever and. I just, I never studied the girls or knew anything. So I just went out there and I just, you know, like just wrestled and they said like, wow, you beat blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh really? I didn't, I didn't know that. So um, yeah, I, I always thought like that. I, I just always wished that I was able to wrestle these top athletes when I was younger, but finally I'm like able to. And now I get to compete at all these senior tournaments and I'm just really excited. So, so will you still go, we still wrestle at the junior worlds this summer? Or are you, are you going to stay? Yeah. Seeing, you are. Yeah. I mean, like my, like as well. I, yeah. Let's get a couple, well. let's get a couple world titles. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about a uh, couple things I want to ask you about. When did you transition from Jose and Nathan to Izzy style? And like, how did that, how did that all work? Um, there, so, um, I was always with Martinez ever since I was nine, like coach Jose and coach Nate. And then when I got to seventh and eighth grade, I was still with them, but I also went to Izzy style to like double up in practices and stuff because, um, they, uh, they kind of split 
like mm-hmm. coach Jose and coach Nate and like some partners would go to one and then the other and I didn't have many partners so I would still go to practices with coach Jose but I would also go to coach Izzy to like get that those partners um but then when I got to high school is when I just stood with coach Izzy because he runs like the high school yeah. practices at Izzy style and um and I was working freestyle all the time. So I was getting ready for Fargo and all these big events. And uh, yeah, so I think I think seventh, eighth grade is when I transitioned into Izzy. And then I stuck with Izzy like during my high school years. And it's pretty cool that before the trials, you came back to Chicago for a two month period for kind of like a training camp. And yeah. I understand, I read the article that just came out on you on Intermat. It sounds like you're doing like two a days you know, leading up to it. I mean, talk about how motivating a coach Izzy style is. I mean, he can get anyone to do it. Yeah. So Izzy is, he's great. He's um very passionate about the sport and he's, he always makes me um like want to push myself as far, like his lectures are incredible, I think. And he doesn't ca- like basically really care if he hurts your feelings or anything. Like you can't be soft with him. So I just I just wanted to do the best I could at the trial so I just oh I trusted Izzy and my parents trusted Izzy and I'm glad that they did because like I just I got this far with him and only within like two months like I did that amazing so um yeah Izzy can he can really like he sometimes gets like deep and it just kind of makes me mad but it motivates me but I I just (laughs) laugh it off and smile and just work hard at practice instead and Izzy's just been coaching very elite athletes like he was with Tony Ramos for a while and now he's with like like a ton of UFC people like um like Holly Holm and John 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 Jones yeah oh god (laughs) um so yeah he he was always just that top not to coach and I'm just so grateful to have him especially since he's only like his practice is only 15 minutes from my house so it's just very convenient to have him as a coach I think and it's cool to see him in the corner and you know he's just a master motivator and so it was awesome to see you guys working together like anytime there was a break in the match um and so when you were leading up to the trials you, you were doing two-a-days were you guys wrestling hard both of those or what did the, what did your training look like um, so coach did like a, a mini camp really. So I, I was doing practice for about a month. And then when I got to the lot, like the second month, um, we cut it down to like three weeks. So co- I went really hard for about two weeks. Um, and we did two practices and coach Hensley, uh, he's an assistant coach with mm-hmm. coach Izzy. He would do the morning practices with me. And I was on spring break at the time, um, for the first week. And I would go in about, seven or eight o'clock and we would do conditioning and um like we focused on a lot of hand fighting because that's what a lot of these senior women do is like that's pretty different from wrestling guys guys are more like I don't know they like try to just wrestle as far as like shoot they're very attack they attack a lot and I wasn't used to hand fighting so that's what we focused on and then Izzy like in the afternoon practices I would do like the the high school practice Mm -hmm. and um 
he would base it a lot off on me. Like he would call me out every single practice. (laughs) I just laughed it off, but um, it was kind of hard, but it was a lot of technical stuff as far as like finishes and um, sprawling and stuff. But what I needed help with a lot of like the whole team did. So that was pretty convenient with uh, just the practice in general. And then for the second week and the whole time I did a ton of running um Izzy really emphasized how he wanted me to get out of my comfort zone and one of the biggest things I don't like doing is running so he would have me run like three to five miles every day and um I just got used to it at the point like I didn't even care I just would walk into practice early and then put on my shoes and run like no one told me to do it I just I just did it was like second nature almost but um I think the second week we slowed it down a little bit as far as um like morning practices because I had school so I would have to wake up about four o'clock in the morning to go in at for 5 a.m and then and it was kind of hard because I had homework so I didn't get much sleep but I just tried to sleep throughout the day and like the whole camp I was pretty antisocial because I was just exhausted and um and then the last week, we really slowed it down. It was more uh, weight management. And I didn't do morning practices for the last week because um, I just, it was more on my own. So I did, I ran on my own and I biked and I did like my jump roping and stuff. And then, um, and then we left. So it was pretty nice. It was a good camp, but it, it, it was super hard. Like as you would have, like a line of guys like I would have to be in my stance and they would just come at me and start like banging my head and being super aggressive and as he would like yell at me to like you know not fall over and he calls he thinks I flop is what he says <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah it was, it was a tough camp because these guys like wrestling with guys they kind of have an ego because they don't want to lose to a girl I guess so um it was like I really had to be there mentally now let me ask you. Let me ask you this. You said something earlier that's interesting. Um, I don't know if that's your sister coming in the room or not, but <laughs> it's all good. Um, you said that the women hand fight more um, versus the guys. That I wouldn't have. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Like, did you notice that at the last chance or just watching film? Um, I noticed that. At, well, I noticed it before, um, like the whole like the Olympic trials thing um yeah. like when I was eligible so I've known it for a while I just never really focused on it I I didn't I never liked hand fighting so I shot like I shoot a lot on the outside but um like now I just I have to get used to hand fighting because especially with these like international girls like Europeans and uh like the Russians and stuff they always hand fight and they're very good with throws so I did learn it at a pretty young age, like my freshman year when I went to some after I would travel the the globe. And I realized it wasn't just the international girls. It was also the, the senior USA women athletes. So um, I was ho- like, I, I just never really focused on it. But that's but it, I guess Izzy figured it out because I never told him, but he figured it out while watching film. Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely prepared for all of that. And so when you, before we get to the trials this year, we'll wind down with that. I got to ask you about 2019 
Because in 2019, you made it on the cadet world team, and it looks like you got, did you get hurt or did you wrestle at it? I was just curious on what happened at the 2019 Worlds. Yeah, so um, at Worlds, my first match, it went pretty well. I tucked her right away. And then I think it was just the second match, I wrestled um, a girl from Sweden, and I had wrestled her that year at Sweden. It's called the Clip and Open. And um, it's like the second hardest international tournament before Worlds. So, um, so yeah, I had wrestled her and I banged my head like in the, like, I think like in the middle of the match. And I just, I, I didn't really know what was going on. I can't remember exactly what happened during that match, but I was watching it. And I guess um, the trainer said that I just, I didn't care that I, I had banged my head or anything, even though they said something. And I just kept wrestling. And then towards the end, <clears throat> I knocked out completely, um, and I guess I just laid there on the what? on the mat. Yeah, so it was pretty embarrassing, but I didn't I didn't know what was going on. But I I got a concussion, so they pulled me out of the tournament. But it was really sad because I had a good chance at winning worlds. Yeah, I mean, had you but, what happened when you wrestled her at the other tournament? Um, I beat her like I think it was by eight points i think it was like 12 10 or something but it was almost a tech but it was a good match she she was uh she's a world champ so oh wow so yeah so she's on she's on the level and it's pretty crazy that you had the concussion and then continued to wrestle and just just i don't know that's crazy that's the heart of a champion and that's why we saw the performance we did last week so let's let's get into uh the last two weeks a little bit. And so the, the last chance qualifier, um, you rolled through that and made it to the Olympic trials. Now, when you were finally in the Dickies arena Friday morning, when things started to happen, like what, what are you telling yourself and what's your, like, what's your visualization or mindset like the morning of a big tournament? Um, yeah, Friday I was, I, when I woke up, I was like, wow, this is actually real. Like it's finally happening because it was, I knew, I think three weeks or three, three months before the Olympic trials that I was eligible and I could compete. And I just had that in my head, like, I really want to go to the trials and stuff and I'm going to do everything I can and everything right. And then like that Friday, I was like, wow, it's finally here. Like I've been waiting for so long and I, I wasn't nervous like one bit. And it was the weirdest feeling because like every big tournament like I still have a little nerves like even if it was like Fargo or Tulsa Nationals or anything but I've I was waiting for so long that I I was just more excited than anything and um I was super pumped and coach Izzy was and we were just happy to be there and it was awesome uh weighing in and just seeing all these like super super good people (laughs) I, I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I'm here? Like, it was really cool. And I couldn't, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to sink it in, but, like, I, I'm, i like, at their caliber. And it's pretty hard. Like, I'm at Jordan Burroughs' caliber. Like, mm-hmm. I'm at oh, Dick's caliber. And um, it was just crazy because, like, I, I was just always that little girl that just kept watching it on TV and just wishing that she was there because she knew that she could beat um, those girls. And I was finally there. So, I was just really happy, but I just kept like a, like a resting face, um, just to like, 
I don't know, not be intimidating, but just try to fit in. You know, I didn't want to be like the fangirl or anything because I was supposed to be there. Like I, I made it there for a reason. So. And that's what you kept, I read that you kept telling yourself that you belong there Um, just because you're, you're that young, you're a high school junior, but obviously your wrestling speaks for itself. I'll admit the first match where I was like, kind of shocked was the uh, four small and area match, but now doing the research for this interview and going back, I would say shouldn't have been because you've been rolling through people for a while, but that's a match where I think of Forrest is, has that aggressive style, kind of a, kind of a bullying style and nothing against her. She's been on the show. I like her a lot, but that's, that's kind of her style, like the intimidator style. And um, did you have any changes of expectations or changes of thoughts going into that one, knowing you had someone who's going to come right at you? Yeah. So I, I was always prepared for, um, I was, I was preparing for those three weeks for like these older girls that are going to try to do everything they can to win. Like as far as like banging my head and stuff and be super aggressive because, um, you know, again, no one really wants to lose to a younger girl. Um, so I was already there mentally, but I, I don't know how I was feeling on the mat. Like when we were waiting for the ref to come on the mat so we can shake hands, I was just smiling in my head because like it was funny that I was just so calm and I just kind of felt her, not, I don't know if it was anger, but I just felt her presence and I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun because I was prepared for all the banging and headbutting and stuff. And I was just going to control the match and, you know, just wrestle my match. Like I didn't really change anything. I don't think I just went into um, the mindset that it's going to be a dog fight, like nothing like from this, from now on, it's not going to be easy anymore. Like teching everyone like in 30 seconds or anything. And um, yeah, I think I was just ready I was just excited and I was smiling inside. It was kind of funny, I think. Yeah, and you, you let it loose. Um, the sweeps, the low singles, everything was working. And then Saturday night, you wrestled pound for pound, maybe the best uh, woman in the country. You know, her and Adeline, Tamara and Adeline Gray wrestled this past winter on the float one, one of the flow cards, I believe. And I mean, both of those ladies, you know, you know multiple, Tamara's just a one time world champion, which is crazy, but she dominated last year in Adeline five-time world champ so you, know, you you stepped up there scored a scored some points on Tamara but I mean even in your mind you were full on expecting to win which is it's not surprising to hear but it's just cool to hear that you have that confidence at such a young age I was just I, I really wanted to be the youngest Olympian and um, I did everything I could to train the best and everything and I didn't go in there thinking like oh I'm nervous for this girl or anything and I don't think I was nervous against Tamara either. I was just ready and I just wanted to wrestle, you know, cause um, I mean, Tamara has a huge target on her back and I was, you know, I was going after her. So um, yeah, when I did lose, I was pretty disappointed like the first match. Cause the one thing I did not want to do is get teched. Like I just, I don't remember the last time I got teched. So um, when it was 12, four, I think. Um, that kind of hurt me a little, but I had to like focus on the next match because best out of three. But then when I lost the second match, it really hurt. But um, when I saw her, like when I saw her tearing up, I was just, I don't know. I was, I was happy for her, 
even though I lost because um she like I, I bet she went through a lot too like as, as much as me probably um as far as like the training for the past months even and um it like all paid off so I just gave her a big hug because it, it was just awesome to see I don't know that yeah yeah it's cool because you know in 2016 she made it but then didn't qualify the weight so that had to hurt big time and for yeah. her to wait five more years and then be challenged um like she was I mean it was it was probably a huge relief for her and so afterwards like are you back in a uh, PA or are you still in Chicago like like I'm what? in Chicago you are okay yeah. Um, I w- wanted to know what it was like going to high school amongst mere mortals when you had just come off like such a high adrenaline event, you know? Um, yeah. so will you, will you even go to college you think, or just go right at to the OTC when you're done with high school? Um, I, I do want to go to college. Uh, I want to get a degree. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go to college. I'm still looking at all the colleges. Like if I want to do NCAAs or be at an RTC, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I do want to go. I don't think I want to go to OTC um, because I just I want to focus on my academics, too. Like, yeah. that's very important to me. So, yeah. And then your sister, Karina, she is uh, has an, also an incredible resume. Are you guys the same grade? Yeah, we're in the same grade. We're you are, 10 okay. apart. got it. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you have a, a training partner. And um, like you said, someone to kind of go through all these things with with you, you know, yeah. you don't have to do them alone. Um, well, I am just really excited to have you on. I just have three uh, kind of rapid fire questions and we'll wind down. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I heard you say on another interview, you're a big Netflix watcher. Who isn't? What, what is a show you've been binging lately or have binged in the past? Um, well, I have, I did binge Grey's Anatomy. Like it took about six months because it was like it's 16 seasons, 25 episodes and like 45 minute episodes. So, yeah, I was I loved Grey's Anatomy. And then right now I'm currently watching Breaking Bad because fantastic show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm binge watching that, too. It's it's really great. I, I do like being in the science and mathematical field. Um, so, yeah, this is just a great show, I think. It's really awesome cool. show. Who is outside of wrestling? Who are some athletes that are like big role models to you that you looked up to as a kid? Um, hmm, I think Michael Jordan, his work ethic is like incredible. And um, I think we like, I can compare, like, I think him and I are kind of similar and, you know, with his past and everything. So I just wanted to be the best of the best and be better than the best. Cause that's how, that's how he was. So yeah, he was really cool. Have you watched the last dance on Netflix? Yeah. With my dad and my, my mom, or my sister. Sorry. Amazing. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Everything that happened. So last question, you know, normally we ask people, how did wrestling change your life? But since you're so young, we'll ask that 30 years from now when there's documentaries on you and, and you've won all these medals, but you know, I would just, just ask you, you know, what, what's one of your more, favorite trips that you've taken or that you're looking forward to taking um I think one of my favorites I've taken was Sweden because I was able to wrestle like the best uh like Europeans and the best seniors at that tournament and I'm really looking forward to the Euregan because that's a tough tournament and I just 
I really want to wrestle in that tournament. So I'm excited for that. You're going this next year? I I think I don't know if I can. I'm pretty sure I can. I think so. Man, yeah. that would be amazing. Wow, that's that's sweet. Mm-hmm. So a bright future for Kennedy Blades. You're making Illinois proud. All of us, I, I can't tell how many people were texting me like IKWF this, Illinois that. It's just, it's great to see you out there making it happen. Congrats to Izzy on, on uh, you know, all the development. And, you know, we're, I'm just a big fan and I can't wait to watch, watch your career. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, take care. Have a great one. And that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Wrestling Changed My Life, presented by Spartan Combat. To see video clips of this interview, go to Instagram, at Wrestling Changed My Life, or Twitter, at Wrestling Changed My Life. We also have a YouTube channel, and all past episodes can be found at WrestlingChangedMyLife.com. Peace!